you never catch me. And you don't have to be either. We uh, had an exciting session last week, and uh, can't wait to see what's going to happen next. First, I'd like to introduce all of our players at the table today. Mister Wallace, your beard looks beautiful, by the way. Why? Oh, thank you. <laughs> and who are you playing today, Wallace? I am playing Kurgan, the half orc of the druid type. The druid type Ooh, subtype. Kurgan Thunderhowl. Is that a super type for all you MTG and fans? I have a little companion, the wolf Greymane. Woo! Woo! Sitting to his Ow! to sitting to his side, I'm not gonna try to figure out cardinal direction anymore. Nick! Nick. Yo. Glad you're here, buddy. Thank <laughs> you. Who are you playing today? Me. I will be resuming playing Gaius Bainbridge, the Rougarou Cavalier. Excellent. So noble. Noble. The so noblest noble. of all the Rougarou. And my name is Joel. I am playing Scarlet Carson, the Asmar Inquisitor of Tyrannus. Last but not least, Chris, our benevolent and malevolent, maleficent GM. I can be. I can be multiple things for you, Joel. Chris, welcome no here. No problem. Thank you very much. I'm jumping into the GM, DM, whatever you want to call it, seat. Excited about tonight. Tonight's going to be a good one, everybody. Cannot wait, but first, we got a lore drop. We got a lore drop. Tell us about something. Well, Tyrannus, Xeranoth, Midas, what are all these? These are all deities. But what is the nature of divinity on Atrothea? While the name may invoke thoughts of all-encompassing power and cosmic creation, deities are revered beings who possess immense power and are capable of granting supernatural abilities to those that follow their dogma, doctrine, or teachings. The strength of the deity will be connected directly to the variety of sources from which they harness cosmic energies. And this is their scope of influence, the number of followers they have, their age or accomplishments, and that'll determine how strong they are in a grade of scale. So when we're talking deities in Atrothea, we're talking minor deities, lesser, intermediate, and greater. So there is only one greater deity in all of the Atrothean pantheon. And that is Xeranoth, the god of corruption. When we're talking minor deities, we're talking things that are like demigods, things that are like archangels, powerful demon lords, uh, important, uh, powerful imperial lords, devils of note, things like that. Once we get into lesser and intermediate, that's where the bulk of the pantheon is. With the stronger deities, the older ones being classified as intermediate. So that is what our Lord Drop is today. We're touching on the nature of divinity. And with that, I'd like to pass it along to Wallace to do our session recap. So last time on Bailey Adequate, 
The party began the episode in hot pursuit of Old Kasif, who was easily able to outdistance both Scarlet and Kurgan, who were in hot pursuit. Using Gaius, they tracked them over many buildings and numerous double backs, returning close to the original where the original fight had taken place. Old Kasif was attempting to run away on a small ship, but was caught by Scarlet, and she had knocked him unconscious. When returning his unconscious body, some guards stopped the party and informed them that Old Kasif had a bounty on his head. After the guards seized the boat and the unconscious body, we were able to retrieve Thuvius's pin, and we received our reward. The party then decided to take their newfound wealth and stayed at a local inn for the night. The next morning, there was a hot debate on the proper way to feed 30-pound carnivorous plants <laughs> and how to talk to them. <coughs> what will the party do next? Will the pin shed any light on the investigation? And I am, it is very relevant to me if... Uh, we figure out how to feed 30-pound carnivorous plants, and so let's find out. Chris, how can we do that, Chris? Well, you find yourselves in Chainbreaker Matthias Ansem's Tavern. Chainbreaker's Tavern, as it's called. As you all know and remember, he is going to comp anything that you, you get in his tavern, so you've been coming uh, for all your meals here. You're meeting up for breakfast, and you've just finished discussing the intricacies of these carnivorous plants that Scarlet Carson purchased from LED Spirits that she couldn't wait to get rid of. But now that they're no longer fattened up on rats, they've been hungry, and you've been looking to source out some of their food. But your main reason for being at the table today is not for that. It is to discuss what to do next in your investigation. What will you do to try to find Thuvius? So I would argue that the reason we're here is to find out the the uh, plant food thing. Well, it is. Yeah, I'm sure it's on everybody's But we'll mind. put that on the back. That's a side side quest. That's, yeah. So. Uh, can't put it on the back burner too long. Otherwise, they'll starve. You don't want that. They're that's a good point. That's a valid point. Um Okay. So remind me to get some food for my plants after we... Uh, figure out what to do so black tree hill is uh somehow connected to this and i believe we were gonna show this is scarlet will be saying to you guys uh i believe we should head to see uh willem borello bornello bornello my apologies the uh smithy um who may have ties to the were creatures that prowl the, the Iron Claw Clan. The Iron Claw Clan. <laughs> the werebears prowling the regions to Have the you island. had any um Kurgan, have you had any run-ins with the Iron Claw Clan? He has. He has actually. He knows uh, a little bit about the Iron Claw Clan. He knows that they're a group of werebears. They don't like dealing with uh, more civilized folks, so he's gotten along with them well. But despite the fact that they uh, they don't like dealing with them, they're all very well equipped. They've earned the name the Iron Claw Clan because of their finely made weapons and armor. And uh, as impressive as a werebear is, they're far more impressive when they're clad in iron armor, wielding a massive axe or a big hammer or a big sword. So they were uh, someone you've definitely encountered before when you've been uh, 
prowling the mist veil and some of the iron hills to the north and east. Uh, you also know that their leader is a werber by the name of White Scar. But you don't know much more than that. And we suspect this Willem Barnello to be White Scar? There are rumors around town that Willem Barnello, the local blacksmith, is in fact White Scar. So that was something you're interested in trying to uh, suss out for yourselves. After all, one of the other rumors around town was that it was Lockic Dragma's uh, faithful Eidolon companion, Miasma, that was this beast of Black Tree Hill. Kurgan, do you know the tenants of the Iron Claw Clan? Like, are they, is there something that they, um, that they covet? Or is there a code that they live by that you, that you're aware of? Knowledge. You can give me a knowledge local. He doesn't, he, he just knows that they're, they're one of the few things keeping the uh, ogres and savage creatures of okay. the northern reaches at bay. Okay. <clears throat> so so um, they're, they're this, you know, despite the superstition around town, largely in the region, they're considered a, a good presence. There's no military forces or anything that go after them. Okay, great. Okay. So that's what uh, she'll say. Scarlet will say, I think that we should go uh, pay a visit to, to Willem. And uh, if what we've heard is true, you should do the talking, uh, Kurgan. Doesn't sound like you take too kindly to me or to you. That is uh, uh, what I think as well. When an ironclad wolf guy, they're not gonna they're not gonna deal with that. Or is it you're too you're too too knightly, too fancy, too well kept? I think too well kept. <laughs> so, anybody have anything to add to that, <clears throat> Kurgan? Okay, great. <clears throat> well, I mean. Since we're going there, we could always see if the blacksmith has any uh, outfitting ex- uh, advice for going to hunt this creature. Good, that's a good idea. One thing I like to do, I like to cast like magic on the pin. The pin, yeah, it is non-magical, but it's a fine piece. Does anyone have a praise? Old Take a shot of the was- dark, though, with a five. Old Cassif said it was very valuable. Old Cassif said very valuable. Many. Family heirloom. Many, many platinum. <laughs> Didn't say what family. Yeah. His great grand uncle. It was a gift <clears throat> from the Emperor Vilkaigen. Okay, so uh, before we go, <laughs> I'm going to, I I need to get some meat from Matthias. I want to have a chat with Matthias. I, just, I, sure. want to, I want to talk to him. Yeah, Matthias, he's here. He's been serving you. <coughs> so I've been thinking about your uh, your man-eating plant problem that you have. How, how did you know about that? You've been talking about it for the last hour. You've been listening? Yeah, I've been serving you food and drink. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Okay, Matthias. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay, go on. So Matthias, the uh, distinguished, well-kept old nobleman, uh, he uh, with his nice red overcoat, Leaning on his cane heavily, he says, uh, so I've been thinking about your problem, and uh, at the end of the night, I have a pretty good amount of scrap 
uh, meat product and bones and things left over. Mm. I could easily toss them into a, a bucket or two for you and you could take them to go feed your plants. Well, that would be excellent. No problem. We can help I'll, each I'll other. I'll take care out. of that for you. Thank you. And if you want, you could lend me one. I could certainly use it in the uh, building next door. What's the building next door? Well, it's a brewer, brew house. And uh, there is a might, might of a rat problem there. Well, a grain. I mean, we used to have cats, but uh, I mean. Did the rats end up eating the cats? Well, the cats haven't been back, so they must be pretty angry rats. Yeah, all right. I'm curious to see how good these things would be at hunting rats. So, uh, yeah. He gives a nod. Absolutely. So he says, yeah, bring, bring one by uh, this afternoon and we'll get it set up. Great. And uh, I'll make sure to give you some buckets of leftovers, we'll call them. That sounds like a good deal to me. Okay. So he gives you a nod and you're, uh, apparently your, your plant food problem is gone <laughs> for now at least. <laughs> Now you're in the exterminator. Uh, make, sure, make sure you visit the brewery <laughs> plant frequently. Of course. You can't just leave them there all by their lonesome. No, they're going to get lonely otherwise. Within uh, the next 20 minutes or so, you guys finish up your meal. And uh, Matthias he gives you guys a wave as he cleans up after you. And you head your way uh, down to the Iron Hand Smithy. Yeah. <laughs> so is there anything you want to do before heading to the Iron Hand Smithy? Mm, we got a bunch of gold, guys. You want to buy stuff? I kind of want to go. Let's go. Hey, first of all, I think we got some potions that we don't know what they do. And I'd like to maybe buy some more potions. Mm. Like healing potions, perhaps. Oh, you guys know an alchemist. So maybe we could go to the alchemy shop. And I actually really kind of want to know what the midnight special is all about. The train ride to... Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> I'm not going back in there. Forget it. But I would like to go to uh, Spiris Spirits. Spiris Spirits. Okay, you you all make your way to Spiris Spirits. So you go meet Elodie Spiris. As you approach, door flies open. Everyone, give me a reflex save. Oh my goodness, right. she's doing this again. Yep, still doing this. <laughs> Guess, uh, guess we should have saw that coming. 11. You got an 11? Okay. 10. A 10? Oh. A 9. A 9. Okay, so the door flies open, and you all see uh, Elodie wind up with her, her latest cauldron full of strange fluid. But before she tosses it, she stops kind of halfway. Oh, and she kind of awkwardly steps forward a few steps. However, none of you are quick enough to catch her as she tumbles into the street, spilling it all over everything, including herself. But none of you. <laughs> huh. Well, I'll go to help her help her up. Oh, it's everywhere. Where was it? That's where it was supposed to go. I know, but I slipped. It's not toxic, is it? What are you doing walking around here? Apparently, we didn't learn our lesson. <laughs> You can't can just we? walk around the street. You got to be more careful. Can we like build her a sink or something? Sure, you can. So you I help her up. Use it. And, use uh, it. Her 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 big thick uh, coat that she's wearing um, is covered in bizarre fluids, <coughs> but not, it doesn't seem nothing's stuck. It's not popping or sizzling. Nothing's burning. She seems okay. 
All right, well, I'll help her to her feet. Okay, you help her to her feet. So I'll try says, to oh, find well. a towel for her, I guess. Good to see you all again. What uh, what brings you by? You're not. Oh, she like frowns. She's like, you're not. I gotta go see Lockick Drogmar. No, right? no, no. I assure you, we're not. We're actually here to see you. Oh, hi. Hello. So she waves and heads back into her shop with a golf ring. <laughs> We'd like to uh, purchase. Come on. Come on in. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, we Ooh, walk past all, all the right. shrunken heads and. Uh, all the bizarre old occult things that she's just left on the shelves. Mm hmm. Uh, and we... uh, she's she's got another. She starts up another big pot on her. Uh, on her weird display case. I love this. Clearly girl. not suited. She's awesome. So she says, well, what, what brings you by? Uh, we found some potions that we aren't sure what they do. Would you be able to uh, help us out? Yeah, for sure. And Can I see them? Yeah. So, so there is a, a one, 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 two. So, <laughs> you understand? My, yeah, I got one you. unique, one unique, one unique, two unique. Yes. So there is one potion of in a large person. Okay. There are. Is one potion of invisibility. Ooh, that would have been nice. There are two potions of shield of faith. Well, I like Ooh. that. Okay. And I believe you only have one left. Yeah. There is one potion of cure serious wounds. Ooh. Oh. Well, I feel like I should buy something. Because she did just. So after she identifies those things for you. Okay. Uh, so she asks, so what, uh, what, what kind of alchemical goods do you have on you? You know, a lot of people, they underestimate the, the potency of a good alchemical item. I don't think we have anything else on us at the moment. Is there anything you're interested in? You don't have anything? We have oil. Oh, you got that from Biffins, didn't you? From what? The pit fiends. Yeah, we definitely did. God, they're I terrible. Write, I didn't write that down. What do they use oil for? Did I miss? They light it like Molotov cocktails. I know it's did I miss very the oil inefficient. You know, if they went to me, their stuff would work all the time. Well, wouldn't what do you blow got? up in their hands like it did with you guys. What do you got? What um, what do you specialize in? Well, what? I'll I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. So you've tangled with the pit fiends before, and you've seen their terrible alchemical supplies. I, because you're you're such good customers, I'm gonna give you a small sampling. We're also your only customers. Goods. No, I get. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> and she <laughs> like looks down when you. When she says, she's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, go on, are. please, yeah, please yeah. go on. No, I'll, I'll give you a sampling, so you know, you know, you know how good it is. You'll come back for me for all your stuff. Okay. What uh, What do you got? So she looks around. She's like, hmm. She starts rattling through things. She's like, oh, no, no, that they don't want that. No. Uh, so she collects a few things, and she gives you guys three flasks of acid, two flasks of alchemist fire, one tanglefoot bag, and a vial of smelling salts. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, well, this tanglefoot bag is going to pique my interest. Okay, so yeah, she says here, you can, it's basically a bag filled with a really, really uh, sticky substance. Glues you in place. Um, okay, and I just throw it at somebody? and That's it, all it takes, yeah. And if you just want to put a little uh, put a little note beside each one of those things, if you're happening to take one. 
How many? Uh, Just how so m- I know that it's one that Elodie gave you. How much are more of these? I should say it was 50 gold each. 50 gold each, huh? 50 gold each. It's a good price. Well, ju- judging by how many people have been running away from us, it might not be a bad idea to keep a couple of these on hand. She nods. It's a gr- great idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> Before we leave, I'm going to say to her, I'll say, um, I'm actually looking for uh, a good fertilizer for uh, plants. Do you, could you make me something? Yeah, she, she nods. She says, yeah, I can make you something. Natural. Something natural. Yeah, of course. For those carnivorous plants that you saw. No, That's all I that. use is natural parts. Yeah, but I don't want like these things to turn into those carnivorous plants. I want like like actual. Okay, so she, she says, yes, I'll whip up some fertilizer and you can pick it up tomorrow. Excellent. Thank you very much. So she uh, gives a nod and you That's guys <laughs> head off to, are, are, are you guys going to mention you're going to go, uh, going to go talk to Willem Bornello? To Elodie, or are you? Hmm. I don't see why we would. No? Okay. Sounds good. Okay, so you make your way to uh, the Iron Hand Smithy. Nice. Takes about, uh, say, about 15 minutes or so to get there from the Spirits Spirits. They're just so close together. And before long, you come on the building. There's a small house. With what looks like a shop uh, possessing a little showroom in it uh, connected to the front. And then in front of that, uh, kind of in the the yard, you see an open air smithy. And a man is at work in the smithy. The smell of smoke and the the sound of hammer on on anvil can be heard as you approach. A burly, middle-aged man with a receding red-brown hairline, bushy eyebrows, and a thick beard is hard at work at the forge. He wears simple clothes, the simple clothes of a blacksmith, complete with an apron, gloves, and boots made of rugged leather. So he's hammering away as he goes, and the sign in front of his little shop says, Iron Hand Smithy, and it bears the image of a bear clawed hand in a gauntlet. Either this guy's legitimately this guy or he wants everybody to think he's this guy. <laughs> and this guy we, we thought was part of the White Claw clan? Uh, so he's rumored to be White Scar, White the Scar. white dire bear that leads the Iron Claw tribe of the Mistvale Forest. So on our way over... Of the Iron Claw tribe? Iron Claw tribe. So on our way over, I would uh, speak with Gaius and say, uh, I believe that it's probably beneficial to try and let Kurgan um, speak to him first. Yeah, I'm good with that. Wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to ruffle the feathers uh, of a pinch of werebear, werebear after all. That would not be good. It would be very bad, in fact. So this guy, he's hammering away. You notice that uh, set up around the front of his smithy that he has. Uh, There's a number of finely made weapons, as well as a few pieces of armor. Not, not, you know, plate mail or or things like that, but like hammered, uh, you know, nice hammered like gauntlets and helmets and things like that. And uh, he's currently hammering away on an immense looking axe. 
great big two, two-handed axe that uh, looks to be at least 30 to 40 pounds. This thing is massive. So he's hammering away on this huge axe blade that he's making right now. Far too large for any of you to wield. And every once in a while, you see people pass by his little <coughs> smithy and stare a glance and whisper to someone nearby, and then they quickly scurry away. Well, Kurgan, you're up. Uh, has he seen us? Uh, well, he's kind of looked your direction. He's, he's hammering away. I'll take uh, perception checks or sense motive, whichever one you prefer to roll. Oh, one I of the two. Definitely sense motive. 12 perception. 12 perception. Oh. One of the two. 12 perception. 12 perception. 13 sense motive. Got a 13 from Scarlet sense motive. All right. Uh, 16 sense motive. Okay. So you notice this guy, uh, he seems to have seen you uh, as you approach. And uh, it also seems like he's heard the people, uh, the people whispering about him. Uh, however, Gaius, you believe that uh, he almost seems... Like satisfied about people whispering about him as they scurry around, mm. almost like he's he sees it as like a compliment. So he's hammering away on this this immense axe head. So as you uh, kind of stare at him, can you remind us again the connection we have with him and Thubius? So as far as you know, there is no connection. However, one of the many rumors about the beast of Black Tree Hill was that it's uh, supposedly a feral werebear. Okay. And so since the people think this guy's White Scar, you came to uh, to chat with them to see what suss out if this rumor is has any validity to it. Or and not. if he, yeah, if he knows anything about this mm-hmm. uh, werebear, the beast. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna open a dialogue. I'm gonna say greetings. Mr. Bornello. Enjoying the show? Clang! Clang! It's quite an impressive looking axe you have there. So he uh, he gives a big smile and he says, (laughs) Is it close to being finished? No man could wield this baby, I tell you. You need the strength of a bear to swing an axe like this. I'm going to sense motive. I'm going to sense motive this guy. I want to see. Because... Is it close to being finished? Are you asking him or are you yes. looking at it? Well, can I tell? If well, he I'm says, oh, the blade's almost done. Just about ready to be. Just about ready to be. Uh, oh, my name. Like quenched? <laughs> Thank you, quenched. Just about ready to be quenched. 25 cents motive. I want to. S- I'm, I'm more concerned Got about the oil if, bath he's, already. if he's a legitimate, like, like, if he is he overplaying the fact that he. Is rumored to be this guy, or is he actually just like this? What's your sense motive? 25. Yeah, you think he's playing it up. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he seems to enjoy the reputation yeah, of okay. uh, people thinking he's <laughs> this big werebear. Okay. You 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 know there's no piffings anywhere around this guy. The yeah, I'm not block. sure I would fully there's come no to the conclusion. Anywhere. I'm not sure I'd fully come to the conclusion that he's not the leader. But I'm I'm just trying to suss it. I'll be like, okay, so maybe he's not. Well, he could be the leader. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. But he he seems to revel in the rumors. Yeah. Okay. And judging by the safety of the street, that like every street you've been on, there's been you know pit fiends lurking around. Like no one's anywhere near 
this guy's shop. So, uh, like, people seem to think the rumors are true. That's for sure. So he's he's hammering away. And says, so what brings you by? I do custom work, too. So he, he keeps hammering, though. He's, mm. he's hard at work on this axe head. We're investigating the oh. disappearance of Vivi's baby. After all that, after all that, Gaius just holds up. Uh, we're investigating. <laughs> I can totally see your guy doing that. 100%. I'm like hiding around oh, the corner still. Okay, so uh, Gaius, he, he asks that. And he says, oh, who? Thuvius, eh? Keeps hammering away. A lot of rumors going around about that. They say he disappeared at Black Tree Hill. Yes, we've heard that rumor as well. Where keeps hammering as he's talking. Very loud, but he he's kind of like like he's very, he's as I said he's, he's very loud, so you can hear him over the the clang of of the iron on iron. And we also heard that uh, a. Giant beasts may be involved in the disappearance at Black Tree Hill. So that's that brings us to you, actually. Uh, we were wondering if um, maybe if you had some specialized weapon or advice for confronting this creature in case it ends up coming to that. So he keeps hammering away and he looks up at you and smiles. And as he uh, as he does. He says, oh, well, I don't know uh, what exactly this beast might be, but I know it wasn't a werebear. A 22 cents motive. He seems to be telling the truth. And that it doesn't seem like it's like, hmm. like a hearsay thing. Like he seems... When he says, I don't think it, it it's not. Yeah, yeah, okay. Wherever he seems like he's like factually stating it. Okay. So he must truly believe it's not. Okay. If it's if it's not a werebear, then what kind of creature might it be? I'm new to the area. I don't know what kind of monsters roam the countryside. Uh, that's the question, isn't it? From what I've heard. Savage beasts have been prowling the Mistvale as of late. And the beast of Black Tree Hill. I'd reckon it's one of those beasts. As for what? Your guess is as good as mine. But I tell you, I sure would like to know what it is. And he kind of glances up when he says it and he says, and I'd pay well too. How well? Keeps hammering away at the uh, axe head. So Scarlet will step up. Puts it and quenches it into the uh, <laughs> into the oil bath, and it uh, you see all kinds of smoke coming up out of the out of the oil bath. And he glances at the axe head. He seems satisfied with his work as he puts it down, and he he approaches you, and he says, "Well, if you can take down that beast." And bring me what remains of it. I'd pay you a thousand gold. That is a large sum of money. Why? Uh, what do you have riding on this? Give me a uh, give me a diplomacy check from you guys. 
can all roll the check and you, whoever's, whoever's oh, bef- highest. Before. Give me the roll. All right. 17. <clears throat> Ooh. Powerful 11. Uh, mine is a 15. My diplomacy check. Okay. What was yours, guys? Mine was an 11. I seem to have found my fives. <laughs> and Kurgan? 17. Okay. So he says, well, whatever this uh, this beast is, can't have it prowling the mist veil. Best I know what it is. And when uh, when he says that, he's he's quite loud, like he's almost trying to let everybody know that it's something he's interested in. He seems to have vested interest in in the mist veil. But I don't know if he's if he's just <clears throat> just playing the rumors. Play, or... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if we if we find and slay a beast at uh, Black Tree Hill. We will make sure to bring it to you to collect that bounty. Does, does look at this guy deals with anything finer, like a f- uh, fine, like a pin or brooches or anything like that, or is everything he crafts just? Yeah, well, it seems like for the most part, the stuff that he does is weaponry, armor, and stuff like that. Uh, but he does; he is quite good. Like everything he makes is very nice looking. Okay, well, I'm going to show him the pin. Can you tell me anything about this? Okay, so uh, when you show him the pin, he stops. Like, you know, he's been puttering around doing things as he's been as he's been talking, but he he stops and he says, "Why don't you all come in? Uh, come into the showroom. Why don't you come into the showroom? I uh, I got something to show you." I will nod. Yeah, follow suit. So he. Leads you into the showroom. He unlocks it. Let's you into the through the front door. And then as you all enter, he comes in and closes the door behind him. And so he's left. All of his stuff is still out in the open. He's very trusting, this guy. <laughs> or he just uh, knows no one wants to. Yeah. Do you, do you want to risk it? <laughs> sure, there's got to be some punk somewhere who thinks he can take a werebear. <laughs> suppose it <laughs> or maybe, maybe they've tried before who knows okay so he takes you to show and so once you're in the showroom everything is really nice in the showroom really high quality weapons armors he's even got full plate armors and in varieties of sizes he has them for small creatures like halflings and things he's got them in medium sizes and he's got larger more exotic looking things uh things that would be sized for you know, giant sized creatures like, you know, werebears and things of that nature. So he takes you into the showroom and then he moves a curtain at the back of the room, revealing a, another door, which he unlocks, opens, and he motions for you all to head in. Says votive. So it looks like he's headed, uh, he's trying to get you to go into his, uh, his house. That's connected to the his den. Okay, not some will. like secret his den. <laughs> some secret. No, nope, just like his lycanthropy altering place. Could be. You don't know. Does it smell like incense in here? 
No, it doesn't. Okay, great. I'm going. It smells like fish. Actually, <laughs> for those of you with scent, you detect a sweet smell coming from inside. This Is it delicious salmon? smell of fresh baked um, beans. Ooh. Gray means coming in with us, of course. He's, he doesn't say anything when you bring Gray Man in. Excellent. Not a thing. I'll add it to the You fur. know how some people give you a weird look? Doesn't even look weird. Sense motive of 19. Doesn't seem bothered at all. He's not like almost like he would he would be he would have been bothered if your your wolf waited outside. No, no, sorry, I meant from us escorting us to this. W- oh, <laughs> no, he he. It seems like he has some. He's uh, he's trying to tell you something in private. Okay. Mm. His attitude went from very boisterous and you know reveling in the attention he was getting to wanting to be private about something. Very well, good. I'm following him. Dun, dun. Um, okay, so uh, you enter, and you're you're in a nice looking uh, kind of kitchen. And he closes the the door behind you and locks it. And he motions for you all to sit at the little table he has in the middle of the kitchen. And there's a number of chairs around it, and uh, you'd say it's all it's all quite fancy, like very very nice looking. Definitely not what you'd expect in a in a blacksmith's house. Okay. <clears throat> So as you uh, you have a sit, he heads over and he puts a kettle on, and you see him fiddling around with uh, in some of the cupboards. And after about three minutes or so, he uh, turns around. He's got a tray that's covered with uh, a variety of teacups and things like that, and things for for tea, you know, sugar and all that <laughs> stuff. And uh, he's also got a little tower uh, filled with various fresh baked dainties. And so he puts this down. He starts to serve each of you guys. A, yeah, he gives each of you a, a tea. And whenever he gives you his tea, he gives you a tea, Gaius, and he asks you, uh, milk or sugar? Uh, both, please, yes. Okay, so he, he starts scooping in, waiting for you to tell if it's enough or not. Uh, after one scoop, that, that'll be. Okay, so he stops and he hands it to you. And then he, tea or uh, <laughs> milk or sugar? No? Okay, so he just gives it to you. Gives it to you. You're, you're fresh. Give it to you. You're black. Raw. Okay, and then for you, Scarlet. Do you have any floral teas? He says, I do. And so he goes into the back and he produces quite a fantastic floral okay, blend. Excellent. But gives you a fresh cup and gives it to you. Perfect. Thank you. And then he offers each of you a small, a small plate. <laughs> And uh, he kind of holds up his his big tower of dainties and offers it to each one of you. I'll take one dainty and the plate. Uh, refreshment. Uh, thank Willem, you. Forgi- forgive me, Willem. Uh, and thank you for your hospitality. Uh, it 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 hasn't gone unnoticed, and and I very much appreciate it. However, I have a friend to find, and we were hoping you could help us. Yep. Courtesy dictates. So then he sits down at the other chair, and when he does, he uh, kind of wipes his hands off on his on his blacksmithing apron that he's got on, and uh, he takes a tea and he starts putting an inordinate amount of sugar into his tea, and it's after about seven or eight scoops, <laughs> puts some milk in, mixes Holy it up. A little, bit of tea, a little bit of tea with the sugar. Two fingers holding the teacup as he takes a nice little sip. 
And then uh, he takes uh, one of every single one of the dainties and he starts eating them. And then after, after he's taken at least one bite out of each one, he says, so I've seen that pin before. And his hands are covered in powdered sugar. It's all over his face. Yes, the pin. Um, Belonged to Thuvius. It, it did actually. We went to quite a bit of trouble to reclaim it after it was stolen. What do you know about it? I know he cared about it. Never really talked much about it. Did you know Thuvius well? Well, as can be. I mean, I, I talked with him a bit, but he asked me to set up a meeting with White Scar. Do you know White Scar? You know, it's, I do. You know, there's rumors around town that I'm White Scar, but that's not true. But I do have a good relationship with the werebears. 22 cents motive. <laughs> He's telling the truth. Okay. 21 cents motive. You see, uh, I'm actually the one that supplies them with weapons and armor for all of their campaigns. That checks out. It's not just for show. Some very people, nice, very nice equipment, by the way. You know, it's uh, it's uh, I take pride in my work. It's difficult making something immense. To you know, it's so refreshing to see somebody that takes pride in their work. We just had like a couple used car salesmen yesterday. One guy at Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> one guy on the docks. Nobody really takes pride in what they do anymore. So I well, respect. I, I that. think it's I think it's important. So since you know Thuvius. The last time I saw Thuvius, he asked me to set up a meeting with White Scar. How long ago was that? It was two months ago that Thuvius disappeared. He disappeared on the night of the meeting on Black Tree Hill with White Scar. White Scar told, tells me that he wasn't at the meeting. He never showed. Does uh, Did White Scar say anything about... Uh, why he wasn't able to make the meeting? He he shakes his head. Now all I know, all I know is that's when he disappeared, and I know it wasn't White Scar. But that's when this beast arrived. And but I was serious. If you can you can kill this beast and bring its remains back to me, I'll pay you a thousand gold. I need to know this. more about the beast because the werebears are going to be encountering it. Nothing saying that the beast was the thing that killed Thuvius, but it is something that it is something that we need to. Well, we're going to be looking into um, regardless. But we were under the impression that Thuvius had went missing six weeks ago, not not eight weeks ago. He shakes his head. No, no, no. Rumors about the beast of Black Tree Hill started six weeks ago, but Thuvius he disappeared eight weeks ago. It's been two months. Why have? Uh... The Iron Claws not... The Iron... Iron... Claws? Iron... Yeah, Iron Claws. Why uh, have the Iron Claws not been able to stop this beast? Or have they just not... Has it been too dangerous that they haven't wanted to attempt it? The Iron Claw clan, they patrol the Mistvale far to the north. <clears throat> the Beast of Black Tree Hill is just on the outskirts of town. So we have been... The Iron Claw clan, they don't come anywhere near here. But... Strange, savage beasts have been spotted within the Mistvale. And the Iron Claw clan, they've noticed I see. some of the some signs that these beasts are there. But they haven't actually encountered them. They're not going farther enough north. 
then perhaps with you as our proxy, we may be able to help each other out, the clan, that is. We uh, have leave by the town uh, captain to go to Black Tree Hill and uh, continue our investigation there. So he gives a nod. Perfect. Go check out the hill. Kill whatever the beast is. Bring back its remains. And I got a thousand gold reward for you. Better than anything else you'll find. I guarantee it. I'm going to interrupt and say, there's no way this, this weapon is good enough to slay such a beast. <laughs> so he lets out a laugh. And he says, ah, that's a pit fiend blade right there. It is. Beggars can't be choosers. You know, that's... <laughs> I, I, my upbringing has been quite. Well, I'll tell you what then. You bring me back the remains of the Beast of Black Tree Hill, and instead of your thousand gold reward, I'll make you a real axe. Well, we gotta, we, we have to see if we can even fell this beast first. So he gives it on. Well, good. Go, go check it out. And uh, <laughs> let's keep all this uh, hush hush. I like my reputation around town. Keeps the block safe. Seems to serve you well. He gives a nod. Thank you for the tea and crumpets. And uh, if you do succeed in taking down this beast, I got some more work for you too. Something that I think might help you with your investigation. Good to know. I'll finish off gives my tea. One big gulp. <laughs> then he offers anyone who wants one <clears throat> a uh, little to-go box for any dainties. No, thank you. I appreciate the offer, but <laughs> it goes right to my hips. Okay. <laughs> so, from what I understand, we'll we'll take our leave. Yeah, you do um, so. He heads out shortly thereafter to get back to what he's doing. And as soon as you step out, he's like, ha, 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 "Another satisfied customer, eh?" This is a really loud. For so I'll uh, <laughs> drive a hard bargain, but fair. <laughs> I'm going to say There's two bad actors (laughs) You drive a hard bargain But Fair Bunny the Uh, lifeguard Stirred but fair My bluff was 13 Okay so um, From what I remember We need to uh, We're pretty sure that the beast Comes out at night but you were told not to go there at night. Yeah, you're that's told, what we were told. If you were going to investigate, you're supposed to do it during the day. Well, we're going to, yeah. yeah, we're going to for sure go now, but we might not. Anyway, okay, let's go there. Let's see what we can figure out. Perhaps that golden nose of yours, Mr. Gaius, can, can help us. But we're going to have to make a stop at the inn along the way. Oh, is it is it time? I think it's time. Is it time for Rexford? I think Rexford is itching for some action. action. <laughs> some axe. Action. Action. Uh, Your horse's uh, name's Rexford? Rexford. Nice. A horse named Rexford. So you stop off to go get Rexford out of the stable. Get your saddle. Get them all set up. Mount yep. your lance on the side, ready to be grabbed at a moment's notice. Shield on the other arm, I take it? Yep. And you guys, <laughs> you guys are the chumps walking on the ground as he's <laughs> trotting all nobly on top of his steed. <laughs> he 
You make your way towards the north side of town to head up uh, along High Road. And as you do, you have a good long look at the surrounding territory. And you see Black Tree Hill. I am a gentleman, though, so I would offer Scarlet the option to ride side saddle on the back of Rexford. Side saddle? (laughs) I'm not wearing a dress. (laughs) It's not like... What a gentleman. On the on the back of, on the back of Rexford is going to be my the saddlebags. The side saddle, yeah, yeah. So it's not like you can it's not like you can ride astride yeah. the backside of, uh, of the horse. It, fair enough. Like cargo. Uh, she will <laughs> respectfully <laughs> decline. Thank you, Caius, but uh, I will walk as she straps her plants together and rides them like a chariot <laughs> or man-eating plants. No, no, no. They're they're back at the... At the yeah, at I know. The they got work to do. Yeah, strap, them, strap them together and then you, then you just lead them with a, with, a, with a rabbit carcass. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> so heading north out of the city along the high road, if you look towards the east, uh, you see in the distance the Mistvale Forest. So named because it is shrouded in mist almost all day long. And almost all year long. Between the high road and the Mistvale, you see a massive hill, a massive grass-covered hill with a massive black tree at its peak. Nothing else is on the hill. It's all grassy, and then there's this big tree. And it is bizarre looking. You start to ride or walk your way towards the hill. And as you do, everyone give me a perception check. With a mighty 13 on the dice, that'd be a 15. Oh, okay. We got a 19 from Scarlet. 17 from Gaius and 19 from Scarlet. 17, yeah. A 17 from Kurgan. So all of you notice, riding towards you from the west side of the high road, you see a mounted figure, a banner bearing the sigil of a trio of stylized crossed swords before a massive black tree is on her banner as the figure rides forward. So as as uh, okay. we see this approaching, yep. I would like to, uh, because here at Barely Adequate, we forget how to do things, and I've had this ability that I haven't been using. I'm going to reach out my hand and give Sir Gaius a little pat as I give you touch of glory. Ooh. And within the next hour, you can uh, expend the use to gain a plus one to your next charisma-based check. Nice. Nice. So all of you got a high enough check. Not only do you see this figure approaching, but you see them rapidly ride forward, stopping in front of you between uh, where you were going and Black Tree Hill. She's about 30 feet away. And as she stops, her banner waves in the wind and she draws an ornate bastard sword with a blackened blade. So was she was she advancing quite aggressively? 
Uh, it didn't look like she was charging you. It looks like she was charging to get between you and Black Tree Hill. Well, I'm drawing my bow. Okay, you got your bow out. So you got your bow trained on her? Uh, more knocked and ready. Knocked and ready. So you're ready, but it's loose. Yes. Okay, so she um, draws an ornate basket sort of the black and blade and uh, positions herself between <laughs> you before pointing the sword at you. I'll position myself and Rex right in front of the others. Okay, you do so. Pointing directly hero. at her, but uh, I won't draw a weapon. Okay. So she points her blade forward. Halt. Why do you head towards Black Tree Hill? A place that is illegal to trespass upon by decree of the High Castle Guard. Explain yourselves. So as you you stand, you gaze upon this woman. A pale-skinned woman with brown eyes and straight black hair. She wears vibrant red and silver Yorio uh, samurai armor. And has an ornate round shield strapped to her arm, bearing the insignia of a trio of stylized cross swords before a massive black tree, same sigil that is on her banner. A pair of intricately detailed scabbards rest upon her belt, each holding a different exotic blade, one a katana and the other a bastard sword, which she holds out at you. So that is, uh, that is the woman you see here. Okay, so apologies, Gaius. <clears throat> That's what you see. What will you do? Um, all right, so speaking loudly to cross the distance, I will say, um, Madame, I am Gaius Bainrich, and we are here with special clearance to launch an investigation in the region. I am no Madame. I am Dame Satsuki Nobura, and you will show me respect, <laughs> or has the Order of the Crown Phoenix truly fallen from grace? She recognizes who I came from. She immediately recognizes your heraldry. <laughs> so do you like turn around and look at me and you're like, you gotta take over. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, my apologies. Uh, it's been a while since I've met anyone who's even recognized the... My order. You have the document, right? I do, Scarlet? yes. Okay. So then now I'll look over to you. Yeah, I'm uh, just standing behind you, just patiently. Uh, then, I'll, then I'll whisper, uh, we should probably show her the document that we have, giving us clearance to be here. No problem. So Scarlet will uh, um, come out with her palms out. Um, what he says is true. We... Uh, do I know how to address? Would I have any inkling, in, inkling on how how she, like, am I supposed to bow? Am I supposed to? What? Just as long as you're respectful. And is she is she illegally like? Well, she uh, she classified herself as a dame, which would mean that she's a female knight. Okay, okay, great. So I will uh, I will approach like slowly. I'll walk oh, around Rexford and uh, say. I would like to show you the documents that we have with your permission. So she uh, trots forward a little bit and sword's still out. She kind of rests it uh, at her side as she holds her other hand out, the one that has the shield strapped to it, uh, to grab the, the letter. Yeah, I will produce it. Okay, so she uh, reads through it. And then when she finishes, she sheathes her sword and says, oh, I see. Would seem you do have permission to be here. Apologies. It was my understanding that no one was to be approaching Black Tree Hill. 
but it would seem the captain of the guard has made an exception for you. Watch yourselves. I'm sure there's a feral werebear about. Is there anything you can tell us about said feral werebear? She shakes her head. No, I've never seen it myself. I'm, I'm going to intervene and say, how do you know it's a, uh, a werebear then? Yeah, I'm sure it's some malevolent, violent, and twisted spirit given flesh into that of some kind of other creature. It, it's certainly a werebear. I'll take sense one. So, well, <laughs> From I'm, everybody. Oh, I, That's a 22. Well, she seems to with an eye on the dice be uh, be telling the truth as far as you can tell. But we did know but that you get that the was feeling that she's she's actually seems just very superstitious. Okay, and Does we any... did know that that was a rumor that it that was that was a rumor that was a rumor. Okay, um, does anyone have a knowledge local? I do. Let's see what you got. Might be some pertinent info Ooh. here. All right. Uh... Eight and five, so thirteen. Okay, so you know that uh, that that uh, she is of Yokaigan descent, uh, which is a nation across the ocean, far to the east, and it is on the southern border of the Shadowlands of Zerkol, which uh, has a corrupting influence on anything nearby. So the people of Yokaigan are very superstitious. Uh, the, and for good reason, it, it, it's built right into their society that creatures get twisted and corrupted by foul spirits. So it's understanding for her to have that kind of view of the situation, but you don't think she actually knows really what's going on with the werebears. So Scarlet would, her, Definitely in, superstition. her inquisitive nature would want her to like, try to get more out of this woman. But I, I think she would. Uh, does she get the the letter back? Does does Dame she she so passes she, it back? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, she would actually stay herself, and she'll just kind of back up, and she'll look over at Gaius, and just kind of give him a nod. <clears throat> All right. So then uh, I'll approach. I'll approach the Dame. In, in your patrols of the region, have what signs have you seen of the werebear's presence? Is there anywhere we is there anywhere we we can start tracking it? So she shakes her head and she says, I've, I've spent the last few years patrolling the western borders leading to Redwall. I don't often come back to this, this area. From what I've heard from the rumors around town and the reports I've had, it, it, there's some kind of beast in Black Tree Hill and that's what people have been getting attacked by. So it's best to avoid Although myself, I haven't seen any sign of it. Although a few months ago, I did notice something unusual. I noticed a man in black armor with a black cloak and piercing red eyes being attacked on the road by bandits. But by the time I arrived, the bandits were dead and the man had seemingly vanished into thin air. Oh. And it was shortly thereafter that this beast of Black Tree Hill supposedly had been prowling the area. Interesting. Whether there's a connection, I can't say for certain. But the th person I saw was most certainly not a beast. It was a person. Black armor and a black cloak with those piercing red eyes. I'll never forget that sight. This is the not the first time we've had encounters with this creature. 
Do you remember where on the road you ran? You encountered it. She nods and she says, "I. It was further up, the high road. Coming in from further in Messenia, traveling towards High Castle. How many days journey away? Less than a day's ride. Hmm. Again, that was, I'd say, two months ago by now. A long time to track something." There might be something in the region. Well, or I mean, my level one druidic abilities will have no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right. Well, with your with your permission, we will depart and proceed with our investigation. She nods. I must take my leave and continue my patrols. Be warned by nightfall is when they say the beast is out and about. Make sure you've finished your investigation before then, unless you wish to become its next victim. Yeah, and she rides off on her horse. I liked her. I gather from that that we're not necess- that we're not explicitly told not to, not to be here. We're just warned True. not to be here. True, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, no. He did not say... <laughs> Her warning in, in mind, you continue to pursue your way up to Black Tree Hill. You arrive in just a few short minutes. And that's where you see it, upon this tall, grass-covered hill, a massive black tree bearing gnarled protrusions along its entire trunk. Does anyone have a knowledge of nature? Eighteen. So you immediately recognize that this is this tree is certainly not natural in the sense that it doesn't belong here. This is an ironwood tree. These are only grown in the frigid forests of the armed nation of Cord, far to the northeast, where it's winter all year long. It would take great, great care to have this tree thrive in this land. And based on how big it is, great care has been taken until the last while. It's been, you got a 19 on your nose right here? You would say that it's been about a year and a half that this care, this tree has no longer been cared for. So there very likely was a someone caretaking this tree to keep it in, in good, healthy condition. And the reason it looks the way it does now is because for about a year and a half, no one's been looking after it. Despite the fearsome nature of the tree, this high vantage offers a breathtaking view of the surroundings, including Mistvale Forest, High Castle, and Caldecroft Manor. As you approach the tree, you find its condition a dismal. However, a strange noise catches your attention. And as you glance up towards the tree, something catches your eye but what is it what significance does this tree hold and its apparent neglect over the last year and a half who is this figure described to you by dame satsuki nubura the black armored black cloaked figure with red piercing eyes all this and more next time on barely adequate where we aren't that good at this and and you you don't don't have have to be be either. either just barely adequate here guys Cliffhangers.